Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom, shakalaka. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to this week's edition of the Bench Mob here from the 48 Minutes Basketball Network. I know we didn't do our normal introduction, but it just doesn't feel right without Ben and Josh here. Um, so it is the OGs today rocking this episode. It's Tim and Sean. Excited to be here. Oh, yes. You got your new Zach Levine jersey. I do. You're trying to, you're trying to will him back into health. Yes, especially before we see him in two weeks. Yes, uh, I have a, I have a, uh, have a bad feeling. <laughs> We're not going to see Zach Levine at that point. Well, they said it wasn't too serious, thankfully, so we can go with that and just hope for the best. Um, That's right. Yeah, but we'll be talking about Zach Levine and the Bulls at some point in this show, obviously. Um, so, really quick show today. I know it's MLK Day. We've been watching basketball all day, um, so it kind of led to putting the first kind of couple topics for this week's show up, actually. And the first thing I wanted to talk about, Sean, was the rise of Darius Garland this season. Um, you heard in the offseason, obviously, there was a lot of hype for his um, his growth. Um, I talked about it being of the year. I picked him actually to win most improved player. That right now really looks like it's going to Miles Bridges, but Darius Garland is certainly making a case. Um, you're seeing, you know, the ability to score has really kind of jumped up, and the playmaking ability has jumped up. It's weird that he's so much better without Colin Sexton. I just I never thought that would be the case. I thought that would be a great tandem. Um, but obviously, as this team grows, having guys like Mobley and Allen and Isaac Okoro, who's really come on of late, that play today where Kevin Love gets the rebound, throws it across court, Garland catches it and throws it behind his back to Isaac Okoro, who was cutting to the rim for a dunk, was pretty awesome. Um, but just seeing how he's become a playmaker – and the skill set he's bringing, Sean, has been really impressive. And Darius Garland's really kind of making a case to potentially be an all-star guard right now. He is. And Cleveland are on an absolute tear right now. They are a, uh, if you're not checking out Cleveland's games uh, right now, you're doing it wrong if you in the, <laughs> you enjoy the NBA. Yeah. Um, and that's coming from someone who, who you know, is a central division rival fan uh, I, I usually don't give a whole lot of love to the Cavs, but I like what they've been building there. And honestly, I like that I was totally wrong about Darius Garland at the beginning of the season because I said, you know, everybody was saying, oh, he was going to be, you know, most improved and, you know, he was going to have this huge jump. Well, he is, and I was wrong. So yeah, there it is. Um, and, and in terms of him not, you know, doing so well without Colin Sexton, um, you know, that could definitely be kind of a, a too many cooks in the kitchen kind of situation with sure. him. can be a lot of things. I mean, it's going to, you know, he's going to have his chance to shine. But like you said, the last five games, he's been on an absolute tear. 12 and 11, 11 and 14, 32 and 8 from the Spurs, 27 and 18 against the Thunder, but it's a Thunder. And then 22 points and 12 assists against the Nets. So that's really really incredible um for him right now and yeah he's got a case i think that him and jared allen actually have cases to be 
all stars right now. I do too. Um, they're it's they're kind of the sexy team right now, and um, I don't know. I'm gonna be a little bit salty if LeBron goes back when they've built up something where he uh, he he can't keep leaving them and having them turn into ashes after he leaves, and then and then lets it grow back up, or they get a couple pieces and he goes back. It's just I hate that. I can't stand it. But I have a feeling it's going to happen. I a hundred percent think it's going to happen because. With Allen and Mobley there, I talked to somebody about this this week, actually, um, and just why it makes a ton of sense. And it was, okay, so he can go there, he can just score and doesn't have to play defense. And, you know, as we've said all year on this Lakers team, he has to do everything. Um, so when his, you know, when his contract expires with the Lakers after his extension, he'll be 39. He'll be going into his age 39 season, which is insane yeah. to talk about. Um, so I was like, yep, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And Darius Garland's yeah. a clutch client. So I feel like it's going to happen. Um, I wouldn't put money on it because, but you know, when people are like, well, you know, he said he wanted to retire a Laker. And he's like, he also said he, when he went back to Cleveland, he was going to retire there too. And he didn't do that. So, yeah. And you know, I don't know if LeBron, you know, even knows his own his own longevity in the league. Um, but if he's gonna have to go out there and do it every night with his weird team that they've assembled out in LA around him, uh, it'd probably be a good move to go get some. But but he's got to fit with them if he does it. You know, he's got to they he's got to learn how to mesh with another team that's young and everything. Because when he went out to LA, you know, and they had all these young players, it didn't work. It didn't work, and he's like, trade their asses and get me Anthony Davis, and now we got, you know, street clothes Davis out there hanging out. <laughs> so Anthony Data Davis. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's it's kind of weird, but yeah, very impressed with Darius Garland. Um, like you said, I think he's uh, he's got a, he's built a case for most improved. He's going to have, um, uh, you know, he could be an all star. You know, he's he's a, he's a fun player, and if you're not watching. Um, Cavs basketball now you should and especially if you are in the even the Cincinnati area where we're located because all of those games are available on Bali Sports so you have yeah. no excuse you have no, no excuse none yeah. also I think Kevin Love's going to end up in the three point contest since it's in Cleveland this year and he's shooting so well let's do it let's yeah. do it he's done that before <laughs> I'm all for Kevin Love in the three point contest and Isaac Okoro in the dunk contest I'm sign me up Let's do it. Let's do yeah. it. I'm excited. And good for Cavs fans because they finally get to see what it's like to have a team that actually like plays well together without having LeBron. So I'm very happy for them that they don't have to sit there and think about like, man, if only we still had LeBron James because now it's like you really don't even need him to be a successful franchise. So kudos. Congratulations, Cavs yeah. fans. Your team has certainly been fun to watch. Um, us as Bulls fans cannot believe that Laurie Markin actually works for you all. It's mind-blowing to us <laughs> um but kudos way to go so i'm actually going to see the Cavs on saturday i'll be there for the thunder game at uh what is now called rocket mortgage Fieldhouse, but to me will always be the queue so um cannot wait for that game but let's go ahead and move to our next topic of discussion um and this is obviously about the nets who are now going to be without kevin durant for a month and we obviously know that kyrie irving's not playing home games Though there is this discussion apparently where if they're willing to pay fines that he will play home games, which is just total bullshit, just unbelievable bullshit. 
Um, that's not the point of this conversation, though. But the Nets are now going to be without Kevin Durant for a month, uh, at the minimum a month, with this strained MCL, Foot reports are saying. They have lost six of their last ten. They lost today to Cleveland, like we just talked about. Yeah. Um, they are a top-ten team in both offensive, defensive, efficiency, but obviously that was with Durant. Um, and Kyrie Irving still refuses the vaccine. Nick Friedel, I guess, had a tweet today that says, like, after hearing Kyrie Irving talk, he has made up his mind he will not be getting the vaccine, which is really funny because when Nas Little had that play where he, like, dove for the ball and Kyrie was talking about how he could have hurt him, I was like, oh, man, an unvaccinated player talking about how his actions affect other people. <laughs> Crazy. Weird. Yeah. I, um, <clears throat> go ahead. No, I, I was just going to chime in on that. Yeah, I, th- I still think that's bullshit too. So the, the fact that the NBA is allowing him to continue to play just because he's a star player. If this was, you know, Anthony Tolliver or some, right. you know, some some other stupid player, he would make a he would make, Austin make a Rivers. big stink about it. Austin Rivers, anything like that, like this would be this would be a no brainer. But the fact that he is a former all-star and a popular player, especially with the kids. A lot of kids love Kyrie. Um, I just think, I don't know. I just think it's a bad move, but going back to Kevin Durant. So Kevin Durant going out and he's going to be out for how many weeks they're saying four to six. Yeah. Four to six weeks. And they've lost six of their last 10. Um, So them and the bulls both are kind of dropping off right now. They were the top tiers in the, in the East. Um, both just hitting rut patches. You don't really know if it's schedule-wise, are these guys tired or, or what, but um, this team is going to struggle, I feel like, even more. Or, or, James Harden's going to, you know, twirl his beard a little bit, and uh, might, he might uh, he might drill up some magic with that and, and, and go out there and and become that 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 superstar that he was before. I could see him totally just taking over and like winning a bunch of games just off of you know him turning it on. Um, but losing the best player in the world always hit, hurts you a little bit. Yeah. So be, it, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was gonna say you know, and, and having Kyrie only you know part time or whatever is you know that's not it's not great either. The benefit of that, and Kyle just mentioned this on Twitter, um, which, you know, they do have a very road-heavy schedule coming up. Um, So Wednesday, they're at Washington. Friday, San Antonio. Sunday, at Minnesota. They come home next week for the Lakers and Nuggets. Then they go back on the road for Golden State, Phoenix, Sacramento, Utah, and Denver. Come back home for Boston. And then go on the road for the Wizards and the Heat. So, you know, we know what Harden and... Irving are going to bring to this team um, as far as, especially on in road games, obviously. Uh, but it's okay. After that, you know, Cam Thomas, I know has had a good stretch. Patty Mills has played well, uh, but how many games are going to be able to play Patty Mills, the three, like they did today? How many, <laughs> you know, how many times is that going to work? Um, <clears throat> Daron Sharps played really well. He's come on for them. The rookie yeah. center uh, from yeah. North Carolina. I really like him. And, but it's like, you know, there's still a team that's depending on Blake Griffin to play 17 minutes a game. This is still a team that's depending on DeAndre Bembry didn't play today, um, but you know they're they're without Nick Claxton, so there is a lot to kind of be. I still think they're going to be good, obviously, um, but that's a pretty rough stretch. Even you know it's great you have Kyrie for those, but not having potentially not having Durant for all of those is pretty scary. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, like I said, we're just kind of doing a quick run through today. We'll talk about our beloved Chicago Bulls. 
Um, obviously, losers of four straight, three or four of those games on national TV to Brooklyn, Golden State, and Memphis. All of those giant blowouts. Vintage, vintage um, so Bulls. Rough. Vintage Bulls. Yeah, but in this time frame, obviously, they were without Caruso, Javante Green, and Patrick Williams, um, like they have been for a while now. But then Zach Levine goes out after as he gets hurt in the Golden State game, and Lonzo Ball has an injury in the Golden State game, is not hasn't been back for the Boston game or today's Memphis game. Um, so I think there's two ways to look at this. Um, the big one is, yeah, uh, actually, okay, real and real quick, I did get we did get this question. Are you worried that Kyrie, KD, and Harvin, Harden haven't played much together in the last couple of years? That was also from Kyle uh, of Shot Callers, if you guys aren't checking out our, our Friday show here on the network. I kind of am, truthfully. Um, and a lot of that, too, is, you know, the thing that comes out about Kyrie Irving a lot, and I think we've talked about it, I'll bring this down when we talk about it, is, so he has now played on a playoff contending team the last eight years, I think it is. So LeBron's first year back in Cleveland. And he's been injured for like, let's see. So he gets injured in the finals. They win the finals. They lose in the finals. He goes to Boston. He misses the playoffs. I think the second round on. Um, next year is the year that the, the, everything's breaking down in Boston. They beat the Pacers in the first round. They lose to Milwaukee. So the next year that, his first year in Brooklyn, that's the bubble playoffs. He doesn't go. Um, and then last season was, he got hurt, I think before he was hurt before the Milwaukee series, right? Yeah. Go back, go back to the bubble playoffs. Why, why did he not do that? I, I don't even remember what the circumstances were. He, that was the one where <clears throat> I guess like they had the MBPA meeting and he tried to recommend starting their own league. So they didn't have to go to a bubble. Oh, uh, he just didn't want to go down there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of it was like he was saying that they um, – there was some stuff he said that really I kind of understood. Uh, he mentioned um, stuff about like not wanting to play because that was during uh, George Floyd sure, and Black sure, Lives Matter. Sure, 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 he sure. thought that it might be the best thing. Um, <clears throat> and then you know he was the vice president of the MBPA at that point, and he had suggested maybe this isn't a good idea. Um, but also it did seem a lot of it was um, – maybe he just didn't feel like the Nets had a chance. And they probably – you know they obviously didn't because – Durant wasn't back then. They didn't have Harden then. Um, but I don't know. For me, like, I think that is definitely worrisome. That, like, talent alone, they're fine. Like, talent alone can win them a series or two. But when those three are still really actually learning to play together and they play Milwaukee, they play Philly. Uh, I'm not going to say the Bulls there just yet because the Bulls haven't played together yet in a playoff series either. Um, but, you know, teams like that and Miami even. I know, they, I know Kyle Larry is new to them, but... That core group has been together for a decent amount, a decent while, besides Lowry and Tucker. Um, I think that could definitely come in. Chemistry, I think, really does matter in a best of seven, especially when your shooting guard is a part-time player and your best player has, you know, obviously had one of the worst injuries ever and has done an amazing job coming back and playing, but still battles injuries from like on a year-to-year basis. I'm I'm worried. Um... They haven't played that much together, but at the same time, it's like this team made it to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. Now the East is a lot better this year. Don't get me wrong. Um, they made it to the semis. Atlanta somehow made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. That's true. You just keep you just keep loving to bring that up. <laughs> You're like year doesn't count. Atlanta made it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hashtag Tim was right that they're scrubs. 
Yeah, they were frauds. They were frauds. You've you've let us know about that pretty much every day for the last three months. <laughs> it's not often I'm right, Sean. So when I am, yeah, I have you've to make really sure got to rub it in. Right. You got to rub it in. I, I <laughs> man, I understand. I understand. You got to take those wins when you get them. So, but yeah, um, yeah, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be rough uh, to get them all three together with the chemistry and get them moving by the time because the East got better this year. It did. Yeah. Um, you know, I think Milwaukee's still really good. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Philly's still really good, obviously. I mean, they've gotten – but I think they've won eight of their last ten. And Bede's on that crazy stretch where he's scoring 30-plus. Get De'Aaron Fox, you freaking clowns. <laughs> God. I uh, – Do it. This could be, like, the best trade deadline that's going to be the worst trade deadline. That's going to be awful. Because it's like, Portland really needs to blow it up. They won't. Philly just needs to finally suck it up and trade Ben Simmons. They won't. It's like I I know. You know they're so for once they're so at stubborn. The trade deadline. The Lakers have nothing to improve their team. Like there's just no way the Lakers can get better because buyout wise, no one's gonna want to play for them because they don't have a shot at winning the title. So Woo, man, you're yeah, just no. It's like no, the perfect year. No shot, huh? None. They're done. They suck. None. Okay. They're absolutely atrocious. Did you watch them play Denver Saturday? Um, I watched, I watched the highlights of that game, so. Bones Highland, who I know, I know you were going to talk about later yeah. in the show, just <laughs> dominated Russell Westbrook. Yes, he did. That's why, that's why, you know, I'm going to talk about him later. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, man. Um, so let's get back to this. It's kind of the Bulls here. Um, three of the last four, like we said, they've, I mean, they've lost four games in a row. They've lost three of the last four on national TV in very tough formats, but they've been without a lot of role player, rotation players. I don't know if another team right now is dealing with the rotation losses this team is. But with that being said, um, you know, they even talked about today during the TNT broadcast that it sounds like Patrick Williams is far more ahead of schedule than they thought he'd be, which is awesome. I'm excited. Uh, that's great that's news. That's true. Meets, yeah. Um, and I like Javante Green. I think he's a really good athlete yep. who can guard a lot of positions, but – doesn't give you much on offense. You know, when he's on offense, it's kind of like a five-on-four kind of thing. Yeah, he's um, – Javante Green is the Keith Bogans of this lineup. He's just there. Yes. He's just there. Like, they didn't have anybody to put there, and he's there. He is good, though. Like, he does fill a role, um, but he's he's undersized a lot. A lot. Yeah, he is. Um, but, yeah, he's a good player. Yeah, um, but, you know uh, – it's when the playoff series, like, I don't, you obviously can't trust him to guard, you know, Embiid, Giannis, Durant, the names we keep bringing up. Um, so I'm not at the point where I'm giving up on the Bulls, and like, I'm really, I, I am disappointed in the effort, I will say. Um, Vooch has looked lost in these games. Oh, yeah. And really, that, that offensive foul in the boss of the game might have, like, at the, that, down the stretch, might have cost them that game. I mean, they had a really good chance to come back and win it. Well, uh, especially the way Ios played. Um, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Um, well, there was a blown call at the end of the Celtics game, so I can, I can blame that on something, but, um, yeah, they've been playing pretty atrocious and IO has been playing out of his mind. He's been phenomenal. I'm not attributing any of the, the, uh, the losses to him. He's really played his butt off. So, um, they're just, uh, they're just in a, they're in a funk right now. This team, um, you know, they were struggling those last couple games of their streak that they had to really keep up the energy. And I feel like watching game after game after game during that, just how much of a marathon the NBA season is, 
and how many teams i mean you can every team is professional out there man you can you can beat anyone right except for atlanta they're trash right <laughs> yes they suck <laughs> yeah and so do the lakers and so do the lakers <laughs> everyone can win except for the hawks and the lakers yeah so you i don't know the clippers are pretty bad too without george and Kawhi. yeah yeah and uh george yeah he might be out for a while so um but uh yeah i think uh I think it's just the grind of the NBA season. I feel like they hit their stride. I'm hoping it wasn't just a fluke, but we have not seen this team at full strength yet. It's weird, isn't it? We haven't seen them at full strength, and it's like, well, wait till they get this guy back. But it's like every time that does, it's like whack-a-mole. Like, as soon as someone comes back, someone leaves. <laughs> you know, so it's it's like they need to all get healthy. I am, I, I, I'll tell you, though, Bulls, uh, Twitter, Bulls, podcasts, everybody was catastrophizing the the whole Zach Levine thing. They were like, blow it up. People were already going, blow it up. I know. And I was like, dude, come on. This isn't the Derrick Rose days. Let's hold on. You know, it's like, like just just go ahead and trade everything and, you know, get rid of Pat and go ahead. You could, you could get rid of Booch. You could do this. And it was like, they were like, and I'm like, guys, like, calm down. It's okay. Like, and, and I'm glad he's, he's okay. But the Bulls need to be super cautious with him because if he had stiffness in his left knee and he's leaving, that's we're, we're getting into dangerous territory at this point, especially since it's a, a knee's already torn. Right, yeah, it's, it's the, the knee ACL. that had the ACL injury. So um, we've you and I have talked about this off of air as, you know, friends and Bulls fans, and it's been mentioned quite a few times um, on different shows. You've been a little bit more open than I have been to the idea of moving Patrick Williams. I'm more open to it now, especially since the Bulls are really, like, look like they could potentially be a contender. Um, do you like the idea of uh, making that move for Jeremy Grant from Detroit? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but the th- okay. but the, here's the, I do, too. Here, here's, here's the thing. They have to get Zach back, and they have to be – they had mm. a nine-game win streak – and they need to be absolutely sure that this year is a title window window opportunity and these last nine games weren't a fluke um, because I don't know what it is, but there is something that has happened with this team where their confidence, I feel like, has lowered. Like DeMar DeRozan's not hitting the same mid-range shots that he was a couple weeks ago. I mean, he was as automatic as Steph Curry. But from mid range, yeah. and I mean, he's still he's still a great mid range sh- shooter and everything. But it feel I feel like everyone's just kind of lost a step, except for Io, who has just been just grinding as hard as he can to like keep his team and stuff. But if they if they can if they can get Zach back and Lonzo and Caruso in this next week or something, and they can win maybe a couple games and they kind of they get a good feeling about it. Yeah, go ahead and do it. Like it it's now. I mean, we don't we don't know what Patrick Williams is going to be. You know. Right. He could be nothing. Yeah, I agree. He could be nothing. This could be the yeah, whole I agree. He could be, you know, JJ Hickson, you know, who was on the Cavs and they didn't want to trade him. He's not JJ Hickson. And they don't believe me they didn't that. they didn't want to <laughs> they didn't want to trade him for Amari, you know, and then, you know, they they ended up losing. So, um, you have Amari, you probably win, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I will say, so the next two games are pretty tough. Uh, They host Cleveland on Wednesday, and then Friday they go to Milwaukee. But after that, it's Orlando, OKC, Toronto, San Antonio, Portland, Orlando, Toronto, 
and then the Pacers game we're going to. Very nice. Yeah, they so, got they've got they've got a, a little uh, an opportunity there to you get on a little bit more of an upswing on yeah. your schedule. Um, yeah. so that can certainly help them out. So yeah, I'm not done with them. I still feel like they certainly have a possibility to be. You know, I know I talk all the time like they're going to win the finals, but I'm going to just speak things into existence until they happen. Um, I mean, the fucking Cincinnati Bengals just won a playoff game, guys. So anything can happen in sports now. It uh, is. What's Ted Lasso say? Believe. Yes. We're going to go with the Believe now. Maybe you should watch the show and find out, Tim. <laughs> I know. I'm looking forward to it. Now that I, I binged Dave in two days, so I, I got to find my next binge show. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm not – you know, I'm still excited about this team. I'm excited when they get everyone back. And if they can make a move at the deadline, whether it's Jeremy Grant, uh, a four that can shoot and score off the bench, I'm cool with that. Um, you cool with Harrison Barnes? You no, know, I, I – Yes, depending on what the deal is. I'm not. Um, I'm not. Okay, why are you not? If you don't mind me asking. I feel like Harrison Barnes is a he's a he's a decent stretch, but I feel like Jeremy Grant is gonna be the the guy who's gonna give you more size, more muscle, and just. I prefer Grant. Yes. Yeah. But I just. I'm not anti Harrison Barnes. I'm 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 out on Harrison. I don't know. I just it doesn't it feels expensive. Okay, that's a fair point. The contract is definitely worrisome. Um, but I think it's I don't think it's much longer. I think it's like maybe another year and a half. I think that's the guy the Lakers are going to try to get honestly. Um, not that we're talking about those bums necessarily, but um <laughs> Oh god. So yeah, Grant's priority one for me, but you know, a lot of teams are obviously probably going to have better offers than the Bulls are. Yeah. So that's the part that makes it interesting. I mean, I don't know. Pat Williams might be the best young prospect any team can offer. Yeah. Um, but if they do, if they do sit and they like, you know, plan for Pat Williams to come back and be healthy, <clears throat> I'm okay with that. I'm not mad at it. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, but... I'm excited for it. Me too. Yeah. yeah. So uh, let's talk about a team that's been surging pretty well of late as well. Um, I want to talk about the Mavs. Okay. So they've won yeah. either last ten. They're 24-19. They're fifth in the West. In that stretch, they have wins over Memphis, Chicago, and Golden State. And somehow, some way or another, Jason Kidd has this team as a top-five defensive team in the league. So we talk about teams wanting to make moves to the deadline to improve. This is 150% of team I want to see aggressive at the trade deadline to make something happen. Um, I really like this team, um, you know, especially with, you know, obviously anytime you have Luka, you feel good. Um Yes, Kyle. We do know that Pat Williams is number one on the Detroit, Pitters, Detroit Tw- Business Twitter wish list. We just don't want to take Killian Hayes back because we have IO. Yes. But <laughs> I did really like Killian coming out of the draft. I was pretty excited about him. Um, but this, you know, look, this is a good roster, you know, for the most part. I don't necessarily yeah. still lo- love the Porzingis fit still with Luka, but he is playing better. So nope. that part's been fun. Yeah. And then um, – you know, obviously, they've like they just got rid of Willie Colley Stein, which is kind of shocking. But Dwight Powell's been pretty good for them. So this Dallas yep. roster is so goofy, but somehow is really working. Uh, mainly because they don't play Frank Nidalekina, but DFS Dorian Finney-Smith. That's a guy I've liked for a long time. He's been in every game they've had so far. Um, I've we've talked about Jalen Brunson quite a bit. He's been a bench god before on the on the on the game the team this year. Um, Maxi Kleber, Reggie Bullock, you know, uh, Sterling Brown, 
Frank Nielakina has been playing. It's played about thirty three games for him. So it's a goofy ass roster when you see it on paper. But somehow Jason Kidd has gotten these guys to play effective defense. Uh, Ryan Hollinger right now has him as fifth in the league in defensive efficiency. So wow. I like this Mavs team. I want to see them make a move though. I want to see them like really get up there. I don't think they can challenge Phoenix or Golden State or Utah, but I don't see any reason they can't really be that next tier of Western Conference teams, especially when you have Luka Doncic. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I agree with you. I think they need to be they need to be aggressive at the trade deadline. Um, Porzingis has always been weird there, you know. And there's always been it has some, been weird. And there's always been like some speculation that maybe him and and Luca aren't you know super close or you know might not like each other and you know that's fine whatever but um, the thing the thing to me is I, I feel like they need one other guy who's going to shore them up a little bit more defensively and and give them some points and I know a lot of people have been talking about it and I'm going to throw it out there and just jump on the backs everything Miles Turner would be a perfect fit for this team. Okay, I like I, that. I don't know who you give. I know up Goron's been talked about like a million times when the Raptors buy out. I'm, you know, if they get him as a backup, that's great. That's fine for a for a thing. But you know, if if they want to make like a big swing right now, and want to, you know, and who knows, they this could be a team that very well, maybe one piece could make it to the Western Conference Finals. It wouldn't shock me. Yeah, I think um, Miles Turner would be awesome. I don't necessarily know what the uh, the the contracts would be. I haven't really seen the details on that because I know, literally, if you just like Google Miles Turner trade rumors, there's something that pops up for every NBA <laughs> every team. team. Yep, yep, yeah. I think the Flint Tropics have some rumors out there for what they could get for Miles Turner. <laughs> well, I mean, so you, you got you got to think that a lot of the teams are probably going to be in the same division and they're not going to want to face off with them. So it's like pushing them out west seems like a like a more likely destination. I feel like for Miles Turner, um, and he's he's sought after man. He's a guy who's kind of been on a some up and down teams over the last couple years, and you know mm-hmm. it seems like they're the Pacers are ready to kind of you know blow it up as they should be. Um, you know, the whole conversation about this has been with their moves has been that they want to be able to make more time for, uh, Chris Duarte and Isaiah Jackson. And I'm all for that. I love Chris Duarte. Same big fan, big fan. And you know, they can't trade Malcolm Brogdon. There's no contract where they can move him this year. And then, um, I've, I've been pretty open about the idea of Karis LeVert playing for the Cavs. If they can make a trade happen there. I really like that fit for the Cavaliers. Um, I don't know if they would. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if they would give up a Cora for him, like the Pacers might want, but it's definitely a conversation worth having. So I could definitely would like to see that move happen. But uh, yeah, man, I think Miles Turner to the Mavs would be awesome. That would be tremendous. Um, you know, I there's so many teams that are going to try to make a move for him, and right. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah. So we'll see, man. Uh, we're really really excited about that, but. Like I said, we got a quick show tonight, so let's go ahead and do our two bench gods real quick. And I will start with Cincinnati, Ohio native. It's a big week for Cincinnati sports. Darius Baisley of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah. So I'm sure I mentioned Princeton High School represents. Since he came back from injury, has averaged 14.2 points per game and six and a half rebounds off the bench. He's also 100% shooting from the line since he returned. Uh, Only 10 shots. I would like to see him get to the line more. Um, But... 
you know, regardless, still the fact he's hitting all his free throws, uh, the shooting has been there. You're really seeing his improvement has been really good. He was starting for a while uh, for the team, and then when he came back from injury, they put him back on the bench. Jeremiah Robinson Earl out of Villanova, one of their rookies, has played really well for them. Um, I've always liked Baisley's game. I know he had a really, really controversial recruiting process where he was first going to go to Ohio State and play for Thad Mata, and then he was going to go to Jim Beheim. Uh, at Syracuse and then ended up just doing the whole New Balance internship where they paid him a million dollars just to work on his game for a year before the draft. Um, but I like the kid. I think he's a really good basketball player. And, you know, I think the the Thunder really look at him as a guy for their future, their young core. But I would not be shocked if someone offers a decent enough trade to try to get Darius Baisley out of there and put on put as a rotation player for a solid NBA team. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's – uh he's <laughs> – He's uh he's been pretty great this these last couple games and the Thunder is a team that you know a player like Baisley is gonna be able to get some time on and if he can capitalize, awesome um, you know so good for him. Yeah. Yeah, I like Baisley. I think he'll do pretty well somewhere. Um, but I think they the should. Thunder are really they gonna should. try to keep him. Yeah, especially in-house. if you if you're getting production from a young when when you get in production, yeah, cheap, they, they probably uh, young should. guy at this point, you got to keep him around. Six. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder Probably. if I'll see a of his family Saturday. Be that's who the Cavs are playing when I go up. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. And then <laughs> you went with the guy we mentioned earlier in the show who did not make our rookie rankings, but one of my favorite college players from VCU, uh, Bones Highland of the Denver Nuggets, who made Russell Westbrook look even worse than he's been this year. And that's not saying much. But still very impressive with a 27-point per- yeah, uh, performance. Yeah, Bones said a couple Lakers of good games weekend. over the last, also with a uh, the last week. Uh, but the Lakers game was the, was the big one. Anytime you can, you can make the Lakers look stupid, um, you do it. You know, you go for it. And for a young guy and a guy's confidence going into it and playing a game like that and scoring 27 and getting 10 boards, I mean, especially against a guy who has made his whole career off of just juicing stats, Russell Westbrook. So... Um, huge game for him. He's only averaging 8.8 this year, but you know what? He can, the Nuggets have had, they've had to dig deep sometimes, you know, with still with some of their, their guards out. Um, you know, if you get production from anybody like this, I think it's, I think it's awesome. And it also, like, this is just like, you know, Iowa on the Bulls, you know, you have a couple of good games, you start to build that confidence. They give you, coach gives you a little bit more playing time. You capitalize again. This is how you you work yourself into a lineup, man. So good for Bones, man. Yeah, I like him. I do. Um, you know, 26th pick in this year's draft. Um, went to VCU, so I got to see him a little bit because they're in the same conference as UC. So talented scorer. Um, and I think as he like, gets more comfortable – and gets a better shot. He's going to be a really good player. But he's a good playmaker, too. Um, Dime a dozen you know, in the he's, NBA. He's a 6 3 point yeah. guard. Yeah. So the size isn't necessarily super impressive by any means. But what he does with it. Yeah, that's. Yeah, but what he does with it, especially he's only that 170 is, pounds. He's, he's skinny, man. That's. So it's about like what, what he I does weigh. with his 6 3 so, frame is pretty much awesome. shorter than 6 3. So. <laughs> Yeah, I got about 30 pounds on Bones Highland, and I'm four, six inches shorter. Yeah. All right, so before we get out of here, um, the latest 
Taylor and Horton Tucker trade rumor I had to share with you because it made me laugh so hard that if the Lakers legitimately do this, uh, I'm going to crack up at them and I will literally never, ever, ever support them again. There's talks right now. The rumor is the Orlando Magic, Terrence Ross for Taylor and Horton Tucker, which Taylor Ross is a good fit, but it's the only young, decent prospect you have for no. But you know what? It'll probably happen. It's bad. Did he won a he won a title? He won a title a couple years ago, didn't he? With uh, Toronto, it's really really bad. Huh? Yeah, he was okay, on. He so was on. He's, so he's not a winner. Ross was, no, 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 no. He was traded to Orlando at that point. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like another team. Can, yeah. Can I mean, Tucker was on the uh, for that the bubble championship team, and, but. Uh, I don't like that at all. That's a dumb trade. It's like it's like look what are we gonna do? Let's get older. Yeah. Let's get older. Nope. I mean, literally, they're gonna like call up Michael J. Fox, <laughs> aka Teen Wolf, yeah. here soon, and ask him if he can, you know, sub in, you know, as Scott Howard. Because I, I don't. <laughs> what are they gonna do? Yeah, that might help them. I don't know. I don't know. They're Lakers, man. I, I hope don't... so. Until they get Anthony Davis back, I'm 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 all out. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think everyone's I all know. out. Myself <laughs> included. Yeah. All right, man. Well, this was a quick and painless Monday night show. I know we're a night later than normal, uh, but this will be up Tuesday for all you crazy people out there. Uh, real quick, want to make birthday. sure we get a nice shout-out to at-large bid co-host Taylor Burkfeld. Happy birthday, buddy. Hope you have a great one. Um, so we obviously had a very fun weekend here in Cincinnati. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to be back next week. Talk about my trip to the queue to see the cast thunder game and see Josh Giddy and Evan Mobley play. Hopefully they do not go in protocols before then. I'll be very heartbroken. So fingers crossed, uh, but have a good one, everyone. Be sure to check out at large bid and shot callers this week. Um, shot callers catch, catch you up on the later week in the news. We're out of here. Take it easy, everyone.